So there's really five fundamental questions that we want to focus on answering. What, how, where, when, and who? And as you know, with the Rubik's Cube solving the puzzle of your business, we have to start with number one, which is vision. And that's what we're starting here today. Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And today we begin a series, a new series in this podcast, focusing on the Remarkable Associate Doctor. This has been a program that we have been working on for years, really, in the Remarkable Practice. Dr. Stephen, you're going to get into this, I know. But this is something that we have been eagerly wanting to share with all of you for, I know, well over a year, Dr. Stephen. We talked about this in our podcast prep meetings that we are going to be releasing this to our amazing audience. And now is the time officially for you to really get an inside look behind the scenes of what it looks like to actually create and build a remarkable practice by leveraging Remarkable Associate. This is such an important part of leverage as CEOs. We've got to get this right. We've referenced this in some previous episodes we've done in the past year. So of course, I'm always going to encourage you to go back and listen to some of the other episodes we've done on building a remarkable team. We had an amazing series last year in Q about that, about team building, when we were able to interview the Cairo Matchmakers team of experts, really, really powerful interviews there. So make sure you reference back some of our previous podcasts. But I also want to just take a minute and recognize all of you who are our listeners. Thank you so much for being great listeners to this program. We're so grateful for you. We know that we we wouldn't be doing this without you. And we love the feedback that we get. I, I know that Dr. Steve and I have the opportunity to you know, be on coaching calls every single week. And so often it comes up a reference to a something that was stated or a conversation we had in the podcast in our coaching call. So I know that many of our clients, this is a, a part of their journey. And I know for many of you who are not, uh, this has been adding value to you. So thank you so much. And I know that this series alone will be worth the price of admission, which again is free for you if you're a listener to this podcast. So Dr. Steven, let's set the frame. You know, Dr. Roberto Monaco, we call him doctor here at the Remarkable Practice. He says that he or she who sets the frame wins the game. And we want you to win in this game, the game of the associate doctor. I know there's a lot of pitfalls and we want to help you avoid those. So Dr. Steven, let's set the frame for not only this episode, but maybe even for what we're going to be covering in this series here in these next few weeks. Yeah, Dr. Pete, I just love this topic. I love the associate doctor dynamic, right? So I have such a heart for this part of our profession and for this space because I really do think it's an extraordinarily important dynamic. It's an incredible opportunity for both sides of the equation. I know we both speak from deep experience and expertise in this space. I mean, I was an associate doctor myself, man. I was an intern first, and then I was an associate doctor before we launched original Remarkable Practice in Boston. Camille and I started as associates, and so we had such an experience, such a rich experience there. And then we had 39 associate doctors ourselves in our practice, and then I know you've had 20-odd associate doctors in your practice, and I think between our coaching team, we've tallied up over 100 associate doctors We've had the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? We've, we've learned so many lessons. We learned so much from the wins. We learned 10 times more from the losses 
we always say win or learn. So we're going to share so many of those learnings with you guys here today, because now we have the privilege of teaching, training, and coaching thousands of doctors around the globe. And we've helped hundreds and hundreds of practices just do this associate doctor thing right. So the series that we're about to kick off is really pertinent. We see so many questions in this place. And what we're going to cover is the top five associate pitfalls to avoid, right? And we're going to take them one at a time and we're going to break them down over the next five episodes, right? So I'm psyched to go deep on this stuff and to really solve these quandaries, these challenges. This is incredibly difficult to do well, right? So, you know, the truth is, is that 67% of associate doctor relationships fail. And, you know, that's a terrible statistic for chiropractic, right? It's a terrible statistic. And it really, it's a tragedy because really when you do this right and you can do it right, you know, it's a win-win-win, right? So it's a win for the owner, the doc that's employing the associate doctor. It's a win for the associate doctor. It's a win for the team. It's a win for the patients. It's a real big win for chiropractic when it goes well. And it's a big lose. It's a lose, lose, lose when it doesn't go well, right? So it's a lose for the owner, man. It's really painful, really expensive, and it's a time suck. It's a lose for the associate doctor, man. It's a, it can make a terrible imprint on a doc in their career. It can be a real lose for the team and for the patients. It's a big lose for chiropractic, right? So like I said, 67% of these things go sideways. And we know that marriage, you know, what is the stats on marriages ending in divorce? It's like just better than 50% now. My goodness. So that's a terrible stat. 67% of these associate doctor relationships fail. So that just tells you this is really hard to do well, but I'll tell you what, the juice is worth the squeeze. When you do this right, when you get this right, man, it's a massive win, right? So, it, and it is that win, win, win. So, you know, Dr. Pete, when, when docs approach me and they say, I want to hire an associate doctor, I always stop them in their tracks and I say, are you sure? <laughs> I'm like, are you sure? Because this is wicked hard, right? It's really easy to screw this up. It's a total slippery slope. There's landmines everywhere, right? So are you sure? right? Now I'll tell you, this is wicked hard, but it's worth it, right? So if you do it right, and it's it's the same thing I'd say when people say they want to become a chiropractor, I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> it's wicked hard. It's worth it, but it's wicked hard, you know? Oh, I want to start my own business. Are you sure? <laughs> right? This is wicked hard, but it's worth it, right? I want to get married. Are you sure? <laughs> I want to have kids. Are you sure? Right? It's like, it's wicked hard, but it's worth it. So I'm psyched to get into this conversation, Dr. Pete, because I know that it's wicked hard, but the juice is worth the squeeze. When you're in chiropractic school, they have a few classes about business. And this is one of the topics that they never cover. So we have to come to an agreement here that the reality is, is that for most of you, this is never something that you've learned. You didn't learn this in chiropractic college. None of us learned this in school you know, you were lucky if you went to a chiropractic college that taught you the art, the science, and the philosophy. You would have been in a rare environment, even in today's uh, day and age, for many of the doctors who will become associate doctors in the next year, three to five years. They're going to be coming out of institutions who probably it's unlikely that they have been really well trained in the art and the science and the philosophy. They may have some of all of it or maybe focus on one, but oftentimes they're missing one. But the fourth leg that we talk about in the remarkable practice is the business acumen leg. And this is going under that domain, this part of the 
the part of you being in business. And so first thing is recognize the fact that we know that this is something that we have not had sufficient training in most of us. And we recognize in our profession, this is a a blind spot. It actually causes a lot of pain, to be honest, because as you said, Dr. Steven, the win, 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 the lose, 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 more often it's lose, lose, lose. That's a problem. It's a problem because these are human beings. These are relationships. These are, these are doctors. And oftentimes these are families that are suffering as a result of this. You as the doctor who lost them as a doctor who lost your team and your patients, your community lost. And so we want to avoid that. This is really important, Dr. Steven. So I think it's important that we start with the, the pitfall that we are committed to avoiding is hiring an associate before you have clarity around exactly what you are trying to accomplish. Let me say that again. So the pitfall that we are committed to helping you avoid is hiring associate before you have clarity around exactly what you are trying to accomplish. Now, some of you may have already hired associates and have associates on and you're listening to this. This is for you, right? Because we're all learning as we go. Nobody has arrived. This is a ongoing, we call, we say it's a mastery process. We want to become masters in leadership and masters as CEOs and developing that next level CEO. The opportunity here is how can we do this even better? So there's really five fundamental questions that we want to focus on answering. What, how, where, when, and who? And as you know, with the Rubik's Cube solving the puzzle of your business, we have to start with number one, which is vision. And that's where we're starting here today. This pitfall that we're solving is the first side of the Rubik's Cube. We always start at the top. You always ask the vision question. What are we trying to accomplish? Or what does success look like? Ultimately, what we're going to be answering. And with that, we're answering these five fundamental questions. The what question, the how question, the where question, the when and the who, we're going to get into that here and now. And that's what the discovery process really is all about. It's about your vision story, not my vision story, your vision story. And the vision story that you have will help you identify who is the right person to join you in that vision because their vision must align with your vision to make sure there's alignment there. So we have to start here. And again, hiring the, the associate before we have clarity is a problem. Dr. Steven, I know for me, when I hired my first associate, I did not have clarity here. I did not have clarity with my second associate, exactly what I wanted to accomplish. And so I think that this is a, a stumbling block, a blind spot. Even if you've hired associates in the past, this has been a, this happens too often that you're not clear exactly what you're trying to accomplish before you hire and you try to figure it out as you go. And unfortunately, it usually doesn't work out well. Yeah, Dr. Pete, I just put a, a post up yesterday, as a matter of fact. You know, I knew we were going to do this series, and I also knew that we were starting a new cohort of our remarkable associate doctor program in the second quarter, right? So we're really starting to address a lot of the associate doctor questions that and the interests that people have inside and, and outside of our community, right? There's a there's a lot of energy here. And so I put a post up and I was basically like, this is what we're going to be. I'm going to do a webinar or these are the things I'm going to address. These are the questions I'm going to answer. What questions do you guys have? What are the questions you want? What do you guys want to know about? And, you know, there was like 17 comments inside of the first hour and every single one of them was about compensation. (laughs) It's like, you know, what do I pay an associate doctor? How do I bonus them? How do I incentivize them? You know, it's just like all these questions and they're great questions. They're critically important questions, right? So 
critically important questions. You have to get the money piece right, right? So it's one of the fastest ways to screw it up. But I'll be honest with you, you cannot jump to that question straight away. There's not an answer to that question until you answer the series of questions that you just listed. You know, before you can say, well, how much should I pay an associate doctor or how should I expect to pay an associate doctor? This is the questions that we have to get through the what, how, where, when, and who, and get clarity around these things long before you even think about like, what am I going to pay this person? Right. So, you know, I, I think in this series, it'd be critical that we start here to make sure that everybody does have clarity before they can move forward. Right. So like you said, Dr. Pete, if you've already have an associate doctor and you're listening to this right now and you know, things might be sideways already, or maybe they're just underperforming. You have the sense of that, or maybe there's just some wonky tension, or maybe you have this pain in your stomach where you don't know where this thing is going, right? So we are going to be talking to you through this as well. And we're going to help you write that ship, right? We're going to help you get things back on track, right? If you haven't hired an associate doctor yet, but you're in the throes of that search, right? So hold on, <laughs> don't do anything yet. Make sure that you listen to these upcoming episodes to make sure that you have clarity around these, these questions, right? So let's start right out of the gate with really the most important one, which is what is your objective? Like, what are you trying to accomplish? When somebody says, I want to hire an associate doctor, I'm like, that's great. Why? <laughs> and they look back at him like, like, why? What are you trying to accomplish? Like, let be really clear. Like I said, this is wicked hard. There's going to be pain, suffering, stress, expense. There's going to be brain damage that comes with this process. Why do you want to hire one? Like, really, what are you trying to accomplish? And really, a better question is, is like, what does success look like to you? Right. So it's really critical that you identify what that is. Don't just think, oh yeah, I'm going to hire an associate doctor and then we'll figure it out as we go, right? I'm going to jump out of the plane and, and figure it out on the way down. No, no. You want to know well in advance, what am I trying to accomplish? Because this is going to be part of the exercise, the process of gaining clarity around exactly who you should be hiring, right? So, and that's where we're going to land, you know, today in this episode, right? So, you know, why do you want to hire an associate doctor? What are you trying to accomplish? What's your objective? What does success look like? Begin with the end in mind. Like what would make you happy if this associate dot, 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 right? So what are you trying to accomplish? Are you, are you the answers might be like, I'm trying to expand my business. Great. So I want to increase the capacity, increase our reach. We want to see more people, right? So I want to adjust more people. I want to make more money. Great. So I want to create some scalability, right? Increase our services, right? And make more revenue, right? So that's great. How about create more time freedom. That's a big one, man. That's a super common one. And most people don't really articulate that one well. They'll tell you lots of stories around it about overwhelm and being out of balance and feeling like they're carrying the whole place on their back. What they really mean is I'm looking for more time freedom, right? So Pete, this is the multi-million dollar question really, because you know, you're going to use your money to buy somebody else's time, energy, and focus to free up your time, energy, and focus, right? So the million dollar or multi-million dollar question comes, well, what are you going to do with your time, energy, and focus that you're going to free up, right? What is the highest and best use of the time, energy, and focus that you're going to be basically buying back, right? And that's a conversation down the road for a different day, but man, that's the big one, time freedom. Or maybe you're trying to reduce exposure. You recognize that, hey, you're the only one in there. You're the owner operator. You deliver all the healthcare God forbid anything ever happened to you, the place would grind to a halt, right? So that's exposure. Maybe you're looking to hire an associate doctor to reduce your exposure, or maybe ultimately it's an exit strategy. You're looking for your successor. You're looking to make you know, move into the next chapter of your life, and you want to be able to make a 
profitable and graceful exit and you're looking for your successor. So doc, the first question we got to answer is what are you trying to accomplish? Man, this question is so key and these and knowing that these are objectives and these are some answers is just so powerful, Dr. Steven, because I know for me doing it, I did it subconsciously. I didn't know consciously this is what I was I was trying to create. But I can tell you just thinking it through those those things that, that you just shared was when I my first series of associates, hundred percent, I was thinking expand the business. I was thinking, see more people. I was thinking, make more money. That was how I hired. So everyone who I brought on, most of them were these business builders, these people that were just going after. And I was like, because I'm going after it because I was very much an owner operator and I'm in my owner operator, head down, bum up, go, go, go. And so all I'm attracting into my life is more people like me, right? More people like that. So I tended to because I was subconsciously not, you know, aware of really what I was trying to accomplish. I was just so focused on what I was doing that I just attracted and brought in people that were like that. So subconsciously, I actually did that. When I look back at the associate doctors who were there, every single one of them, you know, expand, helps expand the business, see more people make more money. But then there was a pivot that happened in my journey where I began to embrace, create more time freedom, reduce my exposure and create an exit strategy. That's exactly what ended up happening. So there was a, there was like a first half and a second half. When I think about the list of associates over the years that it really did, there was a transition. I think like we talked about in the remarkable CEO, we talk about the identity shift. I had an identity shift. I had my epiphany becoming the CEO. And I recognized that I, in order for me to become the CEO, I had to change my identity and then I needed to change my behavior. And one of those behaviors was I needed to change the type of an associate doctor that I was actually looking for within the context of my identity shift, the behavioral shift, the, the actual application of that, you know, when boots on the ground looked different. And so Dr. Steven, I think that's so important. And I, I don't think we can ever move past, you know, we talk about slow down to speed up. As you said, some of you are in this process and you're running toward bringing on associates. I actually would encourage you, even in the midst of this, this series of a podcast, to slow down, take all this in. And you know, if this is something that you have very specific questions about and you're in it, hey, we're happy to jump on a call with you. You know, just message us. There'll be a link if you if to our calendars if you want to jump on a call. We'd be happy to to dig into this because we want to make sure that you slow this thing down so that we get this right, meaning the objective part right. And what does success look like to you? And it's a really important question and conversation to have. And if you do this homework, if you do that work up front, right, I'll tell you what, the rest of this, it does feel more downhill because it's it's already wicked hard, as you said, Dr. Steven, it's already wicked hard. But if you can start with clarity around what's your objective and what does success look like, it's less hard. It really is. But if you don't get this part right, man, the whole thing will feel harder and it will become, again, a much more painful process for you and for everybody else. Yeah, listening to your story, Pete, I was just like closing my eyes going back to, you know, the the different seasons of my practice as I was bringing on associate doctors and I was bringing them on for different reasons, right? So you'll bring people on for a reason and for a season. There's not a wrong answer. It's usually a question of timing, right? So ultimately, you've got to get clarity around what does success look like to you? What are you trying to accomplish right now, right? By hiring this person, right? So, and then what do you want the associate doctor to do? Like, so you see what you're trying to accomplish, right? Those outcomes, what we just listed, you know what your role is going to be. 
what do you want them to do, right? So, and you got to get really clear about that. It's like out of all the potential functions of your business, all the different responsibilities that they could help you with or carry or take on, what do you want them to be accountable to? You know, it's very much like, I love the analogies of putting together a sports team. You know, you could say you were trying to put together a sports team or put together a band or whatever, like each position requires a very specific set of responsibilities to be covered by that person, right? So if you put somebody in a position on a sports team, we know that they have a very specific set of responsibilities that we're we're going to expect. Our expectations are that you're going to be able to do these things, right? If you if you're putting together a football team and you're you know you're putting an, an offensive lineman and you're bringing somebody in to be an offensive lineman, it's going to call for a very specific set of responsibilities. Protect that quarterback. Nobody gets to the quarterback. Hold this line of scrimmage. You want to open a hole for the running back, right? So it's like all of these things that you we expect you to be able to do. And everyone on the team is going to expect you to do those things. You've got to bring in a very specific human being to do that job. A very specific human being. We even can close our eyes and picture them, right? We know exactly what they look like. It's rectangular. (laughs) It's like this giant human being who is just like blessed. Like God only makes geniuses and offensive linemen are geniuses at doing exactly what I described, right? So you've got quarterbacks, you've got running backs, you've got wideouts, you've got tight ends, you've got kickers. Every one of these roles calls for a very specific set of responsibilities, which calls for a very specific set of capabilities, right? So attributes, skill sets, experience, you put the right person in the role, you win games. In this situation, you put the wrong person in the role, people die, right? So it's like you take the kicker and you put them in on the on the offensive line, or you take that wide out and you put them on the offensive line, take the offensive lineman and put them as the wide out, you know, we're not going to win games, we're going to get crushed, right? So you've got to think of it this way, as like I am putting together a team of people that calls for a very specific individual with a very specific set of skills, attributes, and experience what do you want the associate doctor to do specifically? And you need to know this before you start even marketing to bring in an associate doctor, before you start running ads, never mind interviewing, never mind writing up a contract, never mind writing up a financial agreement or a compensation like everybody wants to run to, never mind interviewing and definitely before hiring, right? You want to know exactly what do we want this person to do, right? What do we want the associate doctor to do? What function are they going to be in marketing? Are they, do you want them generating leads, attracting new patients, right? Are they going to be on in that role in the business? Do you want them converting new patients, right? So converting people to care plans. Do you want them retaining people, right? So in other words, value delivery. Do you want them educating the people, assessing and doing examinations? Do you want them adjusting and delivering healthcare or promoting and creating internal referral, right? You got to be really specific about exactly what you expect of this person. And some of you might be sitting there right now and saying, I want them to do all of that, right? I, I want them to be like a mini me, right? So I love hearing that one, right? So it's like, here's an asterisk on that one. Right. So number one, if you know you want them to do all of that, that's great, but you've got to be very aware that that's what you're expecting them to do. Okay. Number two is we'll hear in this series is that is a very rare bird, right? That is a, there's only 20%, 25%, maybe that it will be hardwired to have the capacity to do all of the above, right? Like you do doc like you do, Dr. Pete, like I do, we're hardwired to do all of those things well, right? With that entrepreneur, that far left-hand side of the bell curve that, you know, frankly, we're hardwired to do all of those things 
but we are also hardwired to be owners, right? To be the boss and we want to be out there on our own. So chances are there's going to be an even rarer bird who's going to be willing to work for you, right? They're, they're most likely not looking for an associate position. So we got to go into this thing eyes wide open and say to ourselves, what do I want the associate doctor to do specifically that would make me happy? In fact, you might think they're a compliment to me. You know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about the concept of having perspective. And the idea of perspective is actually, it's actually seeing above where you are. It's the capacity to see where you've been and where you're going at the same time. That's perspective. It's it's the hindsight and foresight, right? It's having that wisdom in the moment where you've gained from your past experience and you're projecting it into your future, what you want to create. The word before is so important here, Doc, because as you think about answering this question is what is their role? You have to actually be able to see ahead, right? You have to be able to see beyond where you are right now, which actually leads to you know the next couple of questions that you have to answer, which is the first is ultimately, how, how does your practice run right now? which is, I think, a very important question to answer because you have to first say, where is my location? In other words, what are they coming into right now? I have to be able to communicate that with this human being, this doctor coming in. I have to be able to articulate, this is the practice that we've spent 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years building. This is where we are now. And so when you arrive, this is the location you're arriving to take this bus to this stop and get off at that station. That's where we are. But when you get here, here's where we're going. And that's part of the dynamic of having vision is being able to have the capacity to, number one, assess where we are coming from and where we are now. And saying, ultimately, here's where we want to go. And here's where we're going next. It goes back to the what's important now, what's important next. It goes back to my ultimate vision, my next vision, and my now. And living in reality. And so you have to be able to answer the question of how does my practice run right now? How does your practice run right now? Knowing it will run differently when you have your associate and understanding it must run different. I mean, you are going to be a different person in that practice because you're no longer the owner operator. You can continue to function like that. It's called a dysfunction in that relationship. It's going to create a dysfunction with your team and with your patients and with the doctor, and it will not work. So identifying that there is going to have to be a shift for you from your identity and your behaviors, as well as your team and their perception, your patients, their perception, you're going to be shifting everyone's vision with your vision. And so number one is understanding where you are now, how your practice runs now, and how do you want your practice to run with your associate DC. This is the vision story revised because your old vision story, which got you to here, is going to need an update, right? And so this is where these questions come in, Dr. Stephen. It's so important that we, again, starting with the end in mind, having that clarity of that vision, so important. Okay, let's take a quick break and talk about Cairo Matchmakers. Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Cairo Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. 
Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Chiro Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. And now let's jump right back into our conversation. Yeah, it's amazing to me how many docs make the leap. They take the leap without actually having the answers to these questions. I know because as they approach me, I always ask them these questions like, okay, so tell me how does the, how does the practice focus function now? And they're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, what's the practice model? Right. So do you have any associate doctors now? And you know, do you, do you guys have what we call like a single white line? Do you have a broken white line? So how do you want it to function when you hire this doctor? Like, what are you talking about? Like imagine a highway, you know what a solid white line means? Like a solid white line means you don't cross the lanes. Right. So it's like, I'm going north, you're going north, but you stay in your lane, I'm going to stay in your in my lane, right? That's the solid white line we call it as a practice model where it's like you're going to have your patients, they're going to have their patients. It's like two practices inside of one clinic, although they work for you, right? So that's the solid white line practice or is it going to be a broken white line practice where it's, you know, like on a highway, we have broken white lines across lanes. You know that that means that the cars can change lanes. In other words, the patients can go between the doctors, right? So do you want to have a solid white line or a broken one? That doesn't change the dynamic of that practice. It's a different model. And frankly, it calls for a different associate doctor, right? It calls for a different, what we call avatar, which we'll talk about in a minute. It calls for a different species, right? So who's going to thrive in there? Here, guys, here's the big idea is you got to recognize that God only makes geniuses. It's our role as the CEO, as the leader to make sure that we put the right butts in the right seats doing the right work the right way, right? So it's our job to make sure that we put people in the role that they're hardwired to be awesome at, right? And we make sure that we don't put anybody in an environment where it's going to be stressful, they're going to suck at it, and it's going to fail, right? So you need to look at this and say, what is the practice model? Like, how is my practice going to run? And you need to know that before you start advertising or marketing to bring in an associate, before you start interviewing, before you start putting together a contract expectations and agreements and a compensation plan. Like, are you hiring somebody just to be your wingman? Are you looking for a coverage doctor when you're out of the practice? Are you looking for an overflow doctor who's going to be able to take the overspill while they're building their practice? Do you want just an exam DC? Is this a runway where you're setting up a training center in your practice where you're like, yeah, I'm going to bring doctors in. I'm going to, I'm going to vet them as I train them over a 90 day period. And then they're going to move into a different role in the practice or maybe outside of my practice. Maybe I'm going to do a plant to partner or a plant to purchase, or I'm going to launch them into a satellite clinic. That's going to be a franchise model or a corporate model, what have you, right? There's so many different tracks here, guys. There's so many different opportunities. There's so many different models and ways to do this well. But here's the key is each one of these models calls for a specific human being. And you've got to know that before you even start interviewing, never mind hiring. So just walking through this is just, I think it's been really therapeutic probably for a lot of you as you're listening, because if you've done this before, it's these are really good questions to answer. These are really important things. And you've now got your experiences like we have ours and you can think through it from that perspective. So my question here is, when will you be ready to hire an associate? This is a big question, Dr. Stephen, because, and this is a question I often get from clients is, how will I know when I'm ready? How do I know? And the fact that they're, typically asking that question, usually they're feeling like they're getting close. So there's, they're only asking that question because there's a sense that it's, that's there or it's coming. 
And, and I think it's a great question to ask. I always appreciate that question, Dr. Stephen. I think that's one of the those signs of wisdom is asking that question. When will I know that I'm ready versus just saying, I'm ready, I'm going to do it. Well, have you asked the question when? You know, because that's a, that's one of the five key questions to ask is the timing one. And so, you know, the question is, are you ready? And some of you, you know, have had associate doctors in the past and those relationships went sideways and you don't have associates right now and you've been you kind of have that scar tissue and you're not sure you want to go back and open up that wound again because it, it feels like that for you. Some of you have associate relationships right now and maybe you are looking at and considering adding an additional doc to your team. Maybe you are, this is a first run for you. You have never had an associate doctor. And so you don't know if your, your when is now. And if in all those scenarios, the when question is relevant. You know, if already have associates and you're like, but when do I bring on the next one on, are we ready? I'm not quite sure. I've never done the multiple associates or I have two and I'm, I've never done three. And so it's always new territory whenever you add on a new person. So the one question is applies to whether you have one clinic or 10 clinics. The one question is really important. And I think like I said, Dr. Steven, if, if you do this right, you do learn it and, it and it gets easier over time to know when not doing it, but getting, knowing the when is so a couple of criteria to consider here are your practice volume and stability. And again, this goes back to you, to your practice model. It goes back to what you value. It goes back to what that looks like for your business. All of us would have a different practice volume. Potentially we have a general framework where we recommend Dr. Steven, but there, that does vary depending on technique and person and season and really what your objectives are. And then the stability of the practice as well. That's a big one. I mean, is the practice stable to bring on that, that associate? Doctor, I know many doctors who've reached out to Remarkable Practice who have hired us essentially to help them create stability because the systems were not built for an associate. So they've literally brought us on board and we've helped hundreds of doctors bring on hundreds of associates, probably thousands at this point, because they've used our systems. And that's one of the, the geniuses behind the Remarkable System. The Remarkable Practice System, and this is coming from somebody who didn't have that system and now has that system is brilliant for, it's designed brilliantly for bringing on associates and scaling and growing a business. And so that alone is one of the services that, you know, we provide. But the second would be, do you have the system process and procedure, which is again, the remarkable practice is designed specifically to help you have systems and process and procedures so that you can do this successfully. So that when it's the right time, you still got to find the right time so that when it is, it can be done gracefully. The team maturity. This is another one. If you are Running a practice that has high turnover, constantly replacing CAs and nobody's sticking around. And, you know, it's, it's just the team, the team is an issue. And you're just like, you know, I'm going to solve this team issue by bringing another doc. I just can't do it anymore. And I just want to get another doc in here and I'll be the CA or whatever. I'll tell you right now, pause, pause right now. If we don't get this team building right in the team season of your career, which remember part of the, the launch, then build part of your career is actually building a team. You've got to master, there's, there's a level of, of developing a fluency of mastery here so that you can successfully bring in a doc. So if you haven't got the mature team, that's also a, a question that we want to answer is, is your team mature enough? Are you ready to bring on an associate? What about culturally? Do you have a culture of training in your practice? Because if you're going to bring on an associate doctor, recognize the highest ROI you will have on bringing in that doctor is the training that you will do with that doctor and what will come out of that. And so if you have a training culture or not. And I always ask the question, how would you rate it on a scale of one to 10? If myself or Dr. Steven, 
we airdropped in and we were seeing your training culture. How would you rate it? How would we rate it as far as effectiveness with consistency and value added and preparedness and actually implementation of what you're doing? Like, what would that look like? The culture of your business. And again, do we have the inflow of new patients that can handle a doctor, a new doctor coming in? Do we have the front door open? Is the is attraction working on all the different tributaries? Is that happening? Do we have the capacity to bring on a new doctor and continue to grow and build this business? And then lastly, of course, this is probably the big one that everybody starts with. Can I afford it? Which again, that's not the first question. I might, that's the last one of all the questions that, that you would want to ask. Can you afford it? And it's a real question, Dr. Steven, because it does, it does come down to that. You are going to be taking on another person, feeding another family, another mouth to feed. And again, it's a doctor it's a doctor team member. So they're coming in at a premium. You know, this is going to be your highest paid team member more than likely on your team outside of you, yourself as the owner. So again, can you afford to bring this person on? Really important questions to answer. Yeah. And it's the one everybody wants to talk about, of course. And it's, and I understand because it's the scariest one, right? And it comes with the most risk. You don't want to screw this one up on either side of the coin, right? So I would love to be able to tell you that there's a very simple equation. There isn't. Okay. So, but we have multiple equations based on different models, scenarios, what you're trying to accomplish, who you're bringing into the practice, what's the practice model, what's the exit strategy, all of those things inform this, right? So don't listen to anybody who just says, oh, it's just simply do this. Or, you know, so often you hear docs who are like, oh yeah, my brother-in-law had an associate once. So he faxed me over their old agreement and I'm using his comp model. And it's like, oh my gosh, (laughs) man, we're fresh out of fax machines around here. (laughs) It's like, let's not do it like that anymore. Historically, 67% of associate doctor relationships fail. And so often because of this, right? So either you're absolutely underpaying your associate doctor, undervaluing them, right? And you're just breaking the relationship that way, or you're so out of fair exchange and you're, you've lost value in this, you're, you start to resent the associate doctor on the other side of it. You don't want to do this wrong, right? So we know that your business is always a reflection of your energy, right? So your energy, your team's energy, including your associate doctor's energy. And we know the energy equation E equals MC squared, right? The E is energy equals money times crucial communications. The M, the money, this is the money piece we're talking about right here. You got to get the money right, right? This is the multiplier and it's got to be a win, win, win. This is incredibly difficult to do this right. It cannot be just a flippant decision that I'm going to do X percentage or what have you, right? So please don't do this wrong. Please don't misstep here, guys. This is something we can absolutely help you with. The truth is, is the economic model will either drive talent into your practice or it'll drive talent out of your practice. You're going to get to decide, right? So this is absolutely going to be done right. We're going to talk this down further in an upcoming episode, but I want to make sure that docs recognize that ultimately you've got to be able to answer this question. Can you afford an associate doctor relationship that's win, win, win? The owner operator in you right now might feel it in your belly where you're like, oh man, I'm going to be increasing the overhead, you know, which is, you know, going to be more payroll and it's going to cut down on my profit, right? That's your owner operator talking right now, right? So there is an ascension waiting for you when you go from being a laborer to a leader, when you become that CEO, when you start thinking about yourself, listen, I've got real goals. I know where I am now. I know where I am going to be ultimately. And I know where I want to be a year from now. This is where I want to go next. And a CEO perspective is I'm actually going to invest in bringing in the right people that are going to be able to leverage 
their time, energy, focus, and talent and make sure I'm going to leverage them to help me reach my goals. It's a totally different perspective and it's, it's a much more productive and successful perspective. Ultimately, Doc, the can you afford a question is a massive one. You have to ask that million dollar question. If I'm going to use my money to buy their time, energy, and focus to free up my time, energy, and focus what is the highest and best use of your time, energy, and focus that's going to validate and feel like, great, I'm glad I'm spending my money. Paying somebody to do something, let's face it, you could do yourself, which you know is just not scalable. It's not durable. Therefore, it's not sustainable and ultimately wouldn't be transferable. And that's our goal here, right? So the question is, is if you're going to use your money to buy their time, energy, and focus, so that they can adjust patients to free up your time, energy, and focus and cut down on maybe your clinical load to free up your time, energy, and focus. What's the highest and best use of that time, energy, and focus? What could you do that you'd feel great about it? Is it building the business? Like, am I going to spend more time in marketing? Am I going to spend more time converting? Am I going to spend more time as the CEO leading my team? Am I going to spend more time training and developing my team? Do I want to free myself up to do that? Right. Or maybe it's, you know what? I want to spend more time with my family. I want to be able to get back to the gym. I want to be able to go on more vacations. I want to get a handle on my schedule. Right. So there's so many great answers for that. The most important question is what is the right answer for you that makes the juice worth the squeeze? And then, of course, that leads to the question that we begin with, which, again, I think it was Stephen Covey who gave us this million-dollar question, which is begin with the end in mind. So how is this relationship going to end? We actually start with that question at the beginning, which for some of you may not seem like a question that's logical, but it's actually the most important question. Again, we're hiring an associate. And our goal here is to avoid the pitfall of hiring an associate before you have clarity around exactly what you're trying to accomplish. Remember, we are committed to avoiding this. So we want to have clarity around exactly what you are trying to accomplish. And so in order for you to be able to do that, you have to be able to define how does this relationship end? And for you and for the associate doctor, because at some point, every relationship will come to an end. And so this is critical that we are able to answer this question. How will we exit? How will this, how will we exit this relationship at some point, whenever that is? And again, this is going to inform who you're bringing on. Who is the person that you're going to be hiring based on the objective, based on what success looks like, based on what you want your associate to do, based on how your practice is running. And when you do this right, you'll set yourself up for that successful exit. Again, it's going to happen. Beginning with the end in mind, with the goal saying, eventually when this exit happens in one year, three years, two years, 10 years, maybe it's a acquisition type of model. Maybe it's a plan to purchase. Again, there's all different models. We'll, we'll discuss these in future episodes. But when that happens, will it be graceful and will it be profitable? And that's the goal. That's win-win. Graceful and profitable is really this the remarkable standard that we are holding ourselves to with this and that we're holding you to as well, where it's win, 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 everyone wins. That's the vision for the exit strategy. It's saying we have to be strategic. It's a strategy. So it doesn't just happen by accident. It doesn't happen well by accident. It's done purposefully. It's done intentionally. It's done strategically. So there's thought, there's intention, there's planning. And it, we start like that so that everyone is clear up at the beginning of this is how that relationship 
can end. This is the way that would, we want the relationship to end whenever that time comes, whenever that time comes. So everybody is clear at the beginning. That gives us the ability to have peace right from the get-go. And we know that that a practice based on energy, energy up, practice up. This is an energy equation question to answer is knowing how this is going to exit enables me to have the right energy right now. Absolutely, Pete. So we're going to wrap this up today, but it's really the kickoff of this five episode series. And I want you to recognize that this first place is where you have to start, right? So to get to where you want to go, you've got to recognize that there is a series of questions that you've got to be able to answer with clarity and confidence. And the more clarity you have, the more likely you are to achieve that outcome, right? So clarity is the greatest accelerant. It determines how fast and how far you're going to get. Before we hire somebody, we have to know exactly what are we trying to accomplish, right? Like what's our objective? What do we, why do we want to hire an associate doctor? What does success look like to you? Once we know what we're trying to accomplish, the outcomes we're trying to get, what do we want them to do? What's their role going to be in helping us get there, right? So what position on the team are they going to be playing? What are their responsibilities going to be? We want to know what is the practice model? What's the practice going to run like once they're there? So again, exactly what are their responsibilities? What are your expectations and agreements set up around there? And then ultimately, where is this going to go, right? So where does how does this relationship end? How does it end for you? How does it end for that doctor? All of those elements come together and together they inform who you need to be hiring, right? And the who is what we call the avatar. It'll be a conversation for future episodes here. But ultimately, you have to know who you're looking for before you even start marketing to find that person because you got to write an ad that's going to attract that person and repel everyone else. It's going to compel some, the right person to come in and interview and repel everyone else, right? So we need to know exactly who are we going to be interviewing for. We know how to test for them so we know what we're looking for, interviewing them so we know what we're listening for. We got to be able to set up their compensation and their contracts properly all based on who they are and what we're trying to accomplish. So lots to cover in the next several episodes, guys. I know that we covered a lot. We've got a lot more to cover. If you're feeling confused, if you feel like you're in a bit of a wilderness here with this thing, but you know you want to bring on an associate doctor and you know you want to do it right, we want to help you. Okay. So if you need just personal assistance and you want to get on the coaching call with one of us, we're happy to do it. There's a link down below. You can click the link. There's a schedule right there. You can schedule a call with us. We're happy to jump on. We'll talk this down with you. What part of this is confusing you? We'll hold your hand. Doc, you don't have to do this on your own. Remember, this is wicked hard, but it's worth it. The juice is worth the squeeze. We can't make it easy, but we can take a hard situation and make it a lot easier. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic, and what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.